Toku Secrets is a podcast run by the Anime Secrets website. Check us out at AnimeSecrets.org for more anime, video game, tokusatsu content. Remember to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts today. Hey everybody, it's Jason from Power Time Force, and you're watching Toku Secrets Podcast. Tokusatsu, taking the form of many shows including Super Sentai, Kamen Rider, and Metal Heroes. And today, a group of fans come together to review it for you as Toku Secrets. All right, guys. So uh, we are going to be doing our, uh, you know, um, usual uh, recap of, uh, you know, review of uh, King Oja. We're a little bit behind. Uh, I believe episode 35 or 36 uh, came out. And uh, last time we did episode 27. So we're going to be doing a huge, uh, we're going to be doing a big uh, batch of episodes 28 through 34. Uh, just to give a brief recap of what happened in episode uh, 27. Uh, so, as we mentioned, as has been established, there was a huge time skip two years after uh, they defeated the Bugnarok and Jeremy became the new king. Um, there was a new being whose name is Dog Dead Do Jardin, and he revealed that he is behind the war between the Bugnarok and humanity, and he has destroyed worlds by instigating wars between the natives and now Shikyu, that's the world of the King Ogers, is his latest target. Uh there was also some uh there was also like some brief drama with the other King Ogers like being in jail. Everyone except Agira and Jeremy. So pretty cool. So uh now we're gonna uh we're gonna jump right in uh because we got a lot to talk about. Maybe the first handful of episodes aren't as heavy-handed but there's a lot of stuff that happens in this batch guys and we're gonna have a lot of fun um yeah so uh first we have episode 28 shuffle kings which you know i i don't want to say that this is a filler episode because of how it ends but this is probably the most fillerist episode of the series thus far uh but it's a good one um the king ogres are battling um have their body swapped by one of Dog Dead's jesters. Uh, this one's name is Goma. Uh, so, Gira and Jeremy have switched bodies. Himeno and Kaguraki and Rita and Yanma. Um, which, uh, and this is actually one of those ones where even though they've switched bodies and the actors are acting different, they don't have the other person's voice coming out of them. I think Anthony mentioned that that's, like, I mentioned that in a complaint in a previous episode. Like, like when, uh, like, you guys remember that Dino uh, Charge episode where they switch bodies, and when Tyler speaks, Shelby's voice is coming out. Of yeah, Tyler's body. Well, that's, that's not happening here. Thank but... God. <laughs> you know, because I, that's I, my I biggest think... gripe. I'm sorry. Go uh-huh. ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just about to say, like, that was my biggest gripe with like spy swapping episodes. When I, now that I'm older, I used to not complain about it. When I was younger, I was like, okay, it's whatever. But when you're older, you kind of notice that, like. That's not how body swapping works. You'll still be talking like this, but you'll just be in you know, another person's bot in the bus's mind yeah. is literally you know speaking this thing. Like say for instance, me and Nate switch swap bodies. Honestly, yeah. it'll just be it'll just be you I'll be talking more like Nate and then yeah. Nate talk more like I do. Yeah, that was it was weird because Dino Fury had an episode like that, and it was weird hearing Zato's voice coming out of Amelia's mouth. Oh, yeah, they did that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Yuger Q- did it, and they had the voices swap too. That's where the Dino Charge episode came from. Uh, I, 
I know uh, Go Kaiser had an episode like that where Don and Luca switched bodies, but they were speaking with the right voices. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, remind me. I if I remember correctly, there was an episode of Maji Ranger too where uh, Hoka Red uh, Maji Red and Maji Pink swap bodies. Did they did they switch voices too? I I can't remember that if they did or not. I don't recall if they did or not. I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. Well, that that episode wasn't well. It was technically adapted in the Mystic Force, but but they never had the balls to do the bring the swap. No, they didn't do the body swap. Nick and Vita just couldn't transform. Yeah, uh, for some reason. Um, but anyway, uh, so most of the episode is just uh, the King Ogers, just kind of uh, you know, especially uh, Kimeno, Kaguraki, Rita, and Yanma. Uh, you know, they're clashing with uh, you know the different values as kings of different kingdoms. You know, because their kingdoms are all very different, and then they're able to restore themselves at the end of the episode by defeating Goma. But before they can uh, finish him off, uh, Goma summons visions of like you know all their assistants. So uh, you know Doga, and I can't remember everybody else's name, but uh, well, except uh, Kiro Jim, the uh, the um, the one that serves Jeremy. Um, but they all get summoned. And they attack the kings, and that ends on a cliffhanger. So, uh, what do we all think about this episode, guys? Episode twenty-nine, I mean twenty-eight, because I think this one can stand by to be commentated on by itself. Himeno doing Kagaraki faces scared me. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think when they, they showed her getting on her head, she had her hand out like this with those crazy eyes. I was like, no, get away. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, um, Himeno and Kagaragi were the best swap, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for so, sure. Though I oh, will yeah. say, I greatly enjoyed Yanma and uh, Rita back and forth. Yeah, they kept sending his, his people to jail, and they came yeah, right back. That right. <laughs> <laughs> still is hilarious. Well, it's because they were all like trying to use their newfound kingdom that they're temporarily in charge of to benefit their original kingdom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so Jan was like, "You sent my people to jail. I'm sending them right back out." Right. <laughs> You escaped from prison. You're going back to jail. Like, and they're like, and it's like a circle, like a parade of them going in and out of the two buildings. <laughs> also, freaking uh, Himeno as Kagaragi sent all the food to her country. And I was just like, that's so devious. It is. <laughs> well, I did like how the episode started off like that and then there was like this recollection moment where they were like maybe we can kind of you know make up for each other each other kingdom's weaknesses like they they actually had a moment of character development in this which usually these episodes are tend to be throwaways the whole like character swap things but they actually kind of did something with it it was very yeah. subtle near the end though but this might be the best body swap episode of sentai that i've seen yeah, and Power and Ranger. General, yeah, in general, yeah. Well, I thought I Dino thought Furies was pretty cool, too, because it was a pop-pop-centered episode. And okay. Yeah. Was always yeah. Good. But, okay, but fair enough. The, the, this one's up there, though, just because it, it mixed comedy <laughs> and genuine, you know, per- character growth all kind of, you know, pretty well in, in general, so. 
Yeah. And I think the body swab, one thing that I like, because, uh, you know, we're going to see it in, like, these next few episodes, like, uh, um, it really sets up how different of a villain Dog Dead is, because, like, yes, he's evil and insane, but he comes up with, like, these childish yet sadistic ways to, like, screw with the King Ogers, like, kind of, you know, like he's toying with them, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not sure how who I would compare that to, but, like, I don't know, villains that are, like, genuinely threatening, but, like, childish, like, those are some of the most horrifying villains. In, like, oh, yeah, anime. definitely. Like, not, yeah. not just Sentai, but, like, you know, any form of anime, you know? Oh, yeah, no, definitely. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do we want to give this out of 10, guys? Probably give it a for, 9. For making me laugh that much, definitely a 9. Yeah. 9. All right, it's unanimous. I had 9, too, so... Cool. Nines across the board. Um, all right. Now we're so getting now to the good stuff now. Yeah. Well, it was a boot before, but like now we're getting to the real, like, mind, you know, mind F episode now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in episode 29, Disqualified is King. So to kind of uh, sum up how this whole thing goes, so it's revealed that. Um, Another one of Dog Dead's jesters. Her name is, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, Hirabiru. Uh, she actually brainwashed the retainers into attacking the King Ogers. And she's been brainwashing all these other people, like some people in the kingdoms. And that's causing uh, everyone in the kingdoms to like riot. Like, how dare your, how dare the king of your kingdom attack the king, king of my kingdom? And, you know, stuff like that. And it's causing the world to like be, uh, you know, basically ran into chaos. And in desperation, um, Gira pulls a peace conference and the King Ogers decide that in order to stop this violence, they're all going to take the fall. So they're going to confess that they had a plan to destroy Shaku, and that's why uh, the retainers attacked them. But before they can announce that, uh, Jeremy shows up and he takes the blame. Like he basically says, "Like oh, rock, remember Bugner Rock or evil? Yeah, so I, you know, I created like this illusion just to drive you all into chaos." And and he gives a pretty justifiable reason because, um, you know, he he says, "Yes, I want the Bugner Rock to be accepted, but I also don't want the world to be destroyed." So. I'm going to take the fall. And, like, he doesn't say this until, like, at the end of the episode. But uh, he would later on, like, hey, I've waited 2,000 years to get my vision. I can wait a little bit longer. Like, that That was – I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But that that was, like, really, like, heavy hitting for me. Like, I, I love yeah. Jeremy as a character. Um, but but uh, what we also get a little bit of uh, – development from uh, the King Odris as well because they get they remember everything that said about his dream of the Bugnarok being accepted and they just watched him throw it all away for their sake and they all get insane angry at Hirabiru and they they beat her down they force her to retreat and you know everything seems to be safe for now takes his leave and Jeremy is happy. Hey, you know, my dream, I mean, it can come later. I'm just happy that I brought peace. And that's how the episode ends. Uh, anybody? Dude, 
Anybody want to go first? Pretty heavy-handed episode for one episode. Yeah, it was. There, this is solidifying to me, Jeremy, as one of the best, if not the best, six Rangers in this entire thing. I would probably say the best, actually. Yeah, yeah. because he... Yeah. I can't think of another six Ranger who even comes close to holding his candle to him. Like, just the... Between either show. Yeah, because just the way that he's smiling and so confident and like, you know, I'm okay with what's happening. Even though he shouldn't be okay with what's happening. He's still got that nice smile on his face and he's trying to be the man, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that emotion that he conveyed, like this guy's a really good actor. Yes. So mad props to that guy, first of all. But beyond even that, he is just he's just awesome. I I can't say enough good stuff about Jeremy. He's easily just an amazing character to watch. Yep. Yeah, him kind of doing the this cause is bigger than my cause sacrifice. It was, it genuinely caught me off guard. Cause I thought I was like, man, they're going to announce that they're kind of, they were trying to turn into tyrant Kings. I'm wondering how this is going to ruin the reputation. And he comes out of nowhere. I'm like, what the heck are you doing? Well, okay. <laughs> it, so, was, it was genuinely an out of left field <laughs> thing, but it made sense when he started like saying it would, it would be more believable if, I came out and said that, well, the Bugnarok are evil again. You know, it would be an easier to understand scapegoat to the general populace of the planet. And so he's it, doing it out of unselfish reasons. Like you said, exactly. Yeah, I would rather the Bugnarok yeah. go back to being bad for a little bit than watch the world blow up. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Like, so you want to hear something it, funny? <clears throat> What's that? So when I was watching this the first time last night, I got to the point where Jeremy's starting to like try and take credit for being the reason it's all happened. And I'm sitting there like, wait, did I miss something? And so to prove that I didn't miss something, I rewatched the episode prior in this one because I thought I missed something completely. Like I might've like dozed off or something. I don't know. Just to prove that I wasn't crazy that Jeremy actually you know, I thought it was funny, and I and I like the and I like how the King Odors like. What do we just go off of? Uh, go off on Hubert Beer. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so well deserved. Like they love Jeremy. She like, had the balls to show up in their throne room and taunt them. It was like, what did she think was going to happen? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dude, that was a great ass kicking. I've made a mistake. It's just like, oh, I've made a mistake. I've done a thing. And, and I'm just going to say, like, him, planning to, <laughs> him planning to take the downfall like that and like him doing all this, like, okay, I've I've seen over half the Sentai, so this is a very bold statement, but coming from me, this should be big. Like, this is probably some of the best storytelling I've seen in any Sentai. And keep in mind, I've seen over half the Sentai, so that's, that's okay. not a small... That's not a huge, like, minor statement coming from me. Okay, I'm going to do you one better, Nate. That's going to be a bombshell to all of y'all. I like this better than Gokai. Oh. 
the okay. the Dang. only the <clears throat> only thing that I will say Gokai does better than this right now is it has a way better red. Yeah. Gear, gear is a little frustrating sometimes. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He'll ha he has his very odd character quirks that makes him annoying to watch, but dude, I he's I a good cannot... he's a good character otherwise, but I love his character I until he said that laugh. laugh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that forced <laughs> evil laugh. <laughs> it's like, I am Gira the Evil King. And I'm like, you're not the Evil King. I am Gira the Evil King. I am Someone Gira stuff him in a locker. <laughs> right. You know how Rina will sometimes have those weird like moments of like out outbursts of yelling? Yeah. yeah. I wish he would do that one day to him and be like, ah! Yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just to get him to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, but th this is—it's it, still even though Gear is a little annoying, he's still endearing. Yeah. Yep. Like I'm not saying I hate this guy. He's—he's he's really a great character. No, it's way nice better. Have... Way Here it comes. Here it comes. Than some Brace. Garbage Brace for impact. <laughs> we will not get into. <laughs> but if we were to get into it. We would Everybody talk about runs. how bad they are. <laughs> <laughs> the self-restraint on this man tonight. <laughs> but, but I will say, it is nice to have a character who's in like the seat of a king who's actually very passive. Yeah. He, mm -hmm. the, everybody, every other king in this, sh well, aside from Jeremy at least, are very full of themselves in some way. But Gear is... Yeah, but I mean, but you understand what I mean. They've got yeah. like that kind of royalty air to well, them, and Gira's Gira's just standing there in the middle of the street, just looking around like he doesn't know what's going on half the time. <laughs> well, okay, so this goes back to something that we talked about in the first or second podcast we done on King Ozer that I said, and that's we're being given quite a number of different types of royalty in King Ozer. Yeah, we got the idiot. We got the president, we got the judge, we got the queen. I don't know what the Mikakagaragi. The fool? But he's the not fool, a fool, maybe. but he's... Well, he's I mean, just, he, 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 he did play stupid early on, so... Well, he did play that groveling ass yeah. role, so... Yeah. And even, even in a later episode that we're going to get to tonight... Again, he's kind of playing that role again a little bit. True. So yeah. But with with all the praise I just gave this for storytelling, like there's no way I can't give this a ten out of ten. Oh, I I like said my piece about it first. Go ahead. Go ahead. So I definitely love this episode, but I also was mad about this episode. Not because, you know, it was bad, but because poor Jeremy. I was like, are yeah. you serious? Like, he did all that work. The two years he spent trying to get his kingdom together, and then this happens, and he lost it all. And I'm like, wow. I hate these people. <laughs> like, take these freaking <laughs> Bucking and all these little servants. Screw all of them. And that, that's really making Dog Dead, like, you know, just to go off what you're saying, that's going to make a Dog Dead out to be, like, a really hateable villain, like... Yeah. Like this. Two for two in the season for doing that, by the way. <clears throat> like, again, I mean, 
like I was telling Anthony this, I mean, I, I'm, I'll talk more about it at the end, but like Dogvid is becoming one of my top 10 favorite Sentai villains. He would be top five, but okay, I know I keep nitpicking this. I really wish Dogvid had a human form, but mm. uh, he's, he's, our, he's all right as he is. Yeah, he I mean, is. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind his design. I'm just, tr- I'm just confused as to what his head is supposed to be. Yeah, right. <laughs> it looks like a bicycle seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna unsee that now. <laughs> all, you, all, you, all you see is like bicycle. bicycle <laughs> I want to ride my bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> But what do you guys want to give it out of 10? Uh, 10. I mean, it's a 10. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. I'll, I'll join the crowd. It's, also it's come, a also come off to your 10 for me because, <laughs> uh, you know, because of what happened with Jeremy. But yeah, it's, it's a 10. Yeah. yeah. Also come to peer pressure. I'll give it a 10 also. <laughs> All right. So now we have episode 30, uh, Frozen Scales. So a lot happens in this episode, which mm-hmm. is good, but... I would also argue that maybe a little too much is going on in this episode for its own good, but let's let's uh, jump in. So, um, first of all, uh, this episode begins with Rita and Himeno like having a tea party uh, in Ishibana, and uh, we actually find out in a flashback that her hidden that uh, Rita has always kept her eye hidden by her one of her eyes, and it's a result of a power that was given to her by her predecessor Karasu. We had an episode that established that whole backstory. Um, and then, uh, Karasu actually does, uh, comes back and she's like freezing everything in sight. And then she collapses when she meets Rita and Himeno and it's revealed that she died a few days ago. And it turns out that the person who killed her, um, you know, he was arrested uh, by Gira and Jeremy. Uh, Himeno actually recognizes this guy. He is the man who instigated God's wrath that big thing that resulted in the death that where like shoe gods swarmed the whole world and uh, also resulted in the death of Jimeno's parents. So this is like a huge thing. And uh, this man's name is a uh, Grody Leucodium. We're just going to call him Brody because I'm not going to pronounce that. I'm not going to say that whole name for the rest of this podcast. <laughs> um, and he's actually one of dog dead's former jesters and he killed Karasu and a little bit of a fun fact about a, Brody, this guy is, uh, he's actually kind of a veteran. Uh, the actor who's playing him is actually a veteran Toku actor. Uh, Anthony and I have seen this guy before. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he was previously uh, Sakuya Tachibana or Kamen Rider Garin. That was one of the uh, main characters in Kamen Rider Blade. And he was also Kohei Hayami or the Libra Zodiacs, mm-hmm. one of the main villains in Kamen Rider Forze. I've and seen that. I, I've seen all the way through, so yeah. I know who that is. Yeah, I, I haven't seen Blade all the way through, but I really like his character, and I, I love his principal character in Kamen Rider Forze. So it, all I'm saying is that it's about damn time that this guy came into a Sentai, because I like this actor. Um, but, uh, so, after they discover who he is, Grody proves to be too powerful, and, you know, they can't kill him. Uh, Rita, in desperation, tries to use the power of her eye, which would uh, freeze Grody, but it would also freeze her as well. But before she can st- complete it, Himeno forces her to stop, and she starts breaking down crying, saying that, 
you know, Grody already took my parents. I'm not going to let him take my best friend, which yeah, that's such a touching moment. Yeah. And then because this episode apparently has decided that it doesn't have enough going on in it. Uh, this new Bugnarok creature comes right out of nowhere. And who is this Bugnarok creature? Jeremy's mother. The end. Dun, dun, dun. It's like we're turning into a soap opera here. I mean, <laughs> okay. I know I've always been a proponent of King Odzer doing a lot of things at one time and just being so story-driven. Mm-hmm. But this episode just felt like we were cramming too many things in yeah. at one time. This 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 could be a candidate for maybe one of the weakest episodes of the season just because its yep. pacing yeah. was way too fast. It, this should have been it, two episodes. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're given such a meaningful thing about God's wrath. It's been hyped up for like, what, 15 episodes at this point? Yeah, and then they kind of resolve most of it in one episode like i thought this was going to be like a two or three episode arc when we would eventually get to it so yeah yeah and i mean i honestly think that like i mean first of all i i really wish that like they had maybe like this episode just revolve around himeno and rita building up their relationship and then in the next episode you can uh do the uh the stuff where like you know revolving around them fighting grody and then have that resolve with himeno stopping rita from doing that and now i don't know how they would connect the jeremy's mother stuff with that but given how that resolves them in next episode and i actually do like the next episode but it just feels like it didn't need to happen yeah like yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Skipping ahead a little bit, yeah. But the whole point of that episode just feels like forced drama. But um, I do think that even though I think the episode, this episode we were just talking about, is a little bit rushed in a way, I do like Himino and Rita's kind of interactions in this episode because we haven't really had a chance to see Rita sit down and just kind of be casual too often and it's a little bit awkward but it's cool to see the himeno kind of crack through that shell of hers a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah the himeno and, and rita stuff <clears throat> prevents me from hating this episode especially yeah. when, with what himeno did at the end so i think this episode has issues but Damn it! That that scene where Himeno saves Rita from sealing herself away is just too. And, nice yeah, of a and scene you can for me to you can tell this. that Rita isn't comfortable acknowledging the fact that she likes that Himeno is so protective of her all of a sudden. Yeah, like she she appreciates it, but she's not sure how to react to it, and I kind of sympathize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did you think, Anthony? You got anything to say? So honestly, I have the different effect that you guys have with it because, like, I felt like this episode was kind of needed. I mean, I, I feel like it was needed, but not like necessarily all of it. Just the parts with um, I forget how you say his name, Grody. Yeah, Grody. Grody yeah, I yeah. thought it was Grady. Grady. I thought it was Grady too. So <laughs> his name's Gravy. <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> Groovy. But yeah, I, I like that he was introduced and they gave us more stuff with Rita, so I'm always good down with that. So 
I don't necessarily think is that this episode was wasn't needed because it definitely was needed. I just think that with how they were hyping it up earlier in the season, I felt like that the payoff was going to be a little bit more grand than what we ended up getting. That's kind of where my complaint is. Yeah. Yeah. We're still opp- more opportunities because, like, you yeah. Know, with, but I mean, with like, what's going on in this arc? We we're not. This isn't the last time we're going to see. Oh no, know, for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I was expecting the episode where we finally get like the full details of everything that happened about this to be a little bit more major. But yeah, I don't know. It just it kind of just felt like they just casually threw the resolution or the reveal of this and just just willy-nilly like it didn't matter well at least now like you know Jimeno still has sights on the guy who literally took her parents so yeah so i mean well well we'll see you know maybe in hindsight it won't be that bad but yeah i mean grody is still around so this whole thing hasn't like okay spoiler alert he's still gonna be around after this episode but uh yeah yeah like and i will give props i hate his Face, so, <laughs> so it'll be more satisfying. I hate, hate face. I hate that stupid hat. <laughs> that stupid tie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I want to give this a seven. I our only reason I'm giving it a seven is because that Rita and Humana moment is too is too powerful for me to yeah. want to bog it down any lower. Yeah, it, it was another episode that kind of highlighted why Humana is still my favorite of this cast. I, I'd oh, probably yeah. give it an eight still. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm going with an eight. Yeah. Um, I'm going eight as well. Jimeno's character development deserves it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So now we have episode 31, 2000 Years of Love. So uh, this picks up immediately from the previous episode where uh, that monster that's Jeremy's mother supposedly I'll called it. The details later. Um, yeah. She. It is is being held captive by Dog Dad, and he's planning to use her in his plan to dis- destroy Shaku. Jeremy refuses to fight because he doesn't want to attack and, and kill his own mother. And then this causes this a chain reaction where um, the King Ogres start to like you know fall apart, as Dog Dad predicted. So Yama challenges Jeremy to a trial by combat, which if you remember the. Uh, Rockless and Gira drama, that means that, like, you know, I'll fight you, and if I win, you have to do what I say, and blah, blah, blah. And uh, Himeno, meanwhile, wants to go after Grody for her own personal game, which causes Rita to arrest her. I mean, I was actually kind of laughing when that happened. <laughs> no, this is, this, uh, this is, this, I was waiting for us to get to this point because just her walking up to the TV and then a cage just lowers over her slowly had me <laughs> losing. <laughs> just the visual <laughs> gag was amazing. <laughs> yeah, Himeno gets released when a, a, Mo, a Mofoon episode comes on. <laughs> they get yeah. Her in the cage. Rita's what? fascination with this anime is so. Which, I just love it. By the yeah, way, yeah, while, bring we're this topic, is. <laughs> while we're on the bring topic of Mofin and me, Toei has created what they call in the anime world ONAs, which is uh, original network animation. And it's literally short clips of Mofin and me like an actual anime that they've released. There's five episodes of it. Each episode's like a minute long. Oh, wow. And I am 
really hyped to go watch it because I just found out as the <laughs> podcast began. Fascinating. <laughs> and I just want to experience what Rita's experiencing because I don't understand it. Like, it, it, this could this could be something where we get a whole spinoff later on, like a full 13 yeah. episode anime. That'd be hilarious if they did it, but Right. I don't think in Sentai history they've ever done this before. Nope. nope. Not to my knowledge. So just just kudos to these guys for reaching big. Mm-hmm. And I think what they said like in an earlier episode, I think like in the 14 or 15 time frame, uh, Jeremy reveals that when Jimenez a kid, they made this entire anime Mothin for her to help her cope with what she had lost in the God's Wrath. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Well, there's another connection between her and uh, Rita. Rita. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, so... Um, so, then when Gira is confronting Dog Dead, the other King Ogers uh, reveal, hey, you know... We are, we're not out all actually falling apart. This was all just an act to catch you off guard because Jeremy is all like, yeah, I know you're just trying to fool me because my mother has long been dead. And, you know, so, and not only that, but apparently everyone in Shaku has been watching the encounter. So it's revealed that Dog Dead is revealed as the true mastermind, which clears the name of Jeremy and the Bugnarok. The true enemy of Shaku is Dog Dead. Yeah. So the King, the King Ogers, um, you know, they all come together. They prove that Dog Dad's prediction that they would fall apart is wrong. And they force him to retreat. They defeat the Bugnarok that's posing as Jeremy's mother. Uh, although there's a brief moment where they hesitate because, uh, you know, she tries to manipulate him. And then Jeremy has a flashback and he tells his mom that he loves her. Like, okay, I did. Jeremy is... Uh, Jeremy is starting to become like probably the best Sentai Six Ranger I've ever seen with this mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I do like the very uh, the little touch they did where when they were charging up the attack to finish her off in the attack, there were no sound effects. They just let yeah. the moment linger. That was a really good little yeah. effect they put on to this to make it feel more somber. Yep. But we're not done because. Uh, at, at the end of the episode, after the King Ogers defeat that monster, Dog Dead is all like, man, these King Ogers are, they're becoming a little too tough. I'm bored. So uh, what am I going to do? Oh, I know. I'll send them to a different world. And then he opens up portals and then boom, Gira and Yama find themselves in a Tokyo, Japan. The end. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <coughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> Cue epic music. <laughs> actually cue that music that plays when the no 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 I can't say that because that, that'll spoil what's going to happen in the next episode dude people but... already know at this point there's no way yeah, to it... okay then cue the music that starts playing when the cure you just start dancing when they're transforming <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> Anthony can you do the dance you're cure green right yeah, I cannot do the dance properly. Oh, I, 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 I have to practice. I can do it. Nathan can do it, but Anthony <laughs> I, can't. I have a gavel revolver. So. I know I you have, do. Yeah, because I don't have I don't have a gavel revolver, so I never got a chance to use it. Anthony, you're slacking. <laughs> I don't. I look, man. 
Rent is expensive, <laughs> and I don't have money. <laughs> you need me? You already buy me one? <laughs> Come on, dude. You can at least, no. do, exactly. least do Torrens dance. Torrens dance is easy as hell to do. It really is, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah. What do we think of episode 31, guys? I think they started fixing the pacing a little bit. Yeah. So that was an instant <clears throat> up for me from before. I mean, I'm kind of mixed on this one because going back to kind of what I briefly said about this episode when we were talking about the last one, I felt like this episode was a little bit unnecessary in terms of like reviving Jeremy's mom. It felt like it was just forced drama. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. It was nice to get a little bit more insight into who she was as a character and like his you know ties and closeness to her and everything but i i just got to point out how stupid gira looked in this episode that he didn't catch on that everybody was playing up a fool <laughs> for mm-hmm. for dog dad it's like don't you see we we're playing we were playing around and he was just standing there like what <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you uh, not know did you did you what <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. This episode was just, yeah. I I mean, I still, th- I think that this was a step up from the previous episode. Uh, just because, I mean, I don't know. Everything with Jeremy's character is just amazing, even if it was. No, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's the yeah. same as the last one. The the stuff involving the the character stuff was better, but the actual like plot and everything. It yeah. didn't really do it for me too much. Uh, Riz, Anthony, you got anything to say? I mean, I see what you're coming from, Pat. But, like, also, yeah. I, I got to say again, I think the pacing did get better. But, yeah, there are definitely... Yeah, well, because this one didn't need to be two episodes like yeah. the other one did. But, but no, I definitely get what you're talking about here. Like, yeah. there's just a lot going on. I didn't mind it though, because it it's it's you know I'm just enjoying I'm just enjoying the ride, to be honest with you. Yeah, like if if this is as bad as King Oger gets, then I, you're not gonna hear any complaints from me. No. Because right. <laughs> <laughs> even its bad episodes are still really good. So <laughs> and I mean I, I actually want to give this one a nine just because the stuff with Jeremy's character, like I don't know, like J- Jeremy is just I mean, I know what I, I've constantly said, but I like Boken Silver, but like Jeremy is like on a whole different level, I think, as a six he, yeah, he's He probably is. He He's definitely up there. Like, I know that Jimeno is my favorite of this cast so far, but Jeremy is the best character in yeah. this season so far. He's, he's definitely like, at this moment, maybe like top five best Sentai Ranger all time level, mm-hmm. easily. Yeah. I could see what that. A, what about the rest of you guys? What out of ten? Yeah, I'm. I'm probably gonna give it an eight. I'm giving I'm, it a nine because I know me. I know me and Riz. I think a while back we was like talking about like, um, Jeremy's mom. I said specifically that this character would would definitely see this character again. Not the way I thought it was gonna happen, but I predicted it. So I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling we were gonna see her again too, but yeah, yeah we had I, to. not like this. 
Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish it was something else, but like I'm just glad I was like I was like yeah, finally uh, you know she came back finally so they could they could use her for something. Yeah, now I'm glad they're giving some more finality to the character, or like at least giving her more. Uh, what about you, Riz? Uh, I think an eight. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's move on to uh, the big work. I'm actually going to cover both of these episodes at once just because, I mean, it's a two-parter. And, yeah, this is huge. Uh, we got another uh, in-season team-up episode, guys. Uh, I feel really old saying this, but uh, it's been 10 years since King... Shut the hell up. Has it really? What? Was around? I feel really old. Jesus yeah, I think Christ. I, yeah, I think your Uger was 2013. It was. Holy it was. Godly. Dude. So for the 10-year anniversary, we have a team up with Jude and Sentai Cure Uger. Oh, my goodness. Now, I you remember know how watching I, this when it first came out. Now, do you know how I, oh, when I realized how old I was, that scene where, okay, kind of a spoiler here, where we see uh, Nobu uh, Cure You Blue's sister and then her daughter woke up and I'm like, Wait a minute, that's her daughter, but she was just like a five-year-old girl, and she looks like that now. I have, oh my god, yeah, I know. gray hair or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was looking at the character. I was like, did they get a new actor to play this kid? Wait a minute. <laughs> and I was like, wait, Chidawiki. Oh. <laughs> then you look at your hands. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and in that moment, you knew. We yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my wife <laughs> likes to joke with me, constantly calling me OG, OG Chan sometimes, just as a joke. And I'm starting to wonder if maybe that's not a joke anymore. Mate, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're still a youngling. Okay, okay. You you gotta you gotta watch out for Anakin. Okay. <laughs> yep, you're right. <laughs> uh, okay, so episode thirty-two, Encounter Cure You. So. Uh, all of the King Ogers are now on Earth, and when I say Earth, I mean like our planet, and I will get into details on the differences in a second. Uh, so they're all scattered, uh, Gira and Yama, they're in Tokyo, and they find an army of Zorima, those are the foot soldiers for uh, the Kira Ugers. Uh, I think they were called Vivix in a Dino Charge. Mm -hmm. uh, yep. Yeah. Um, they're capturing humans, and while they're doing that, they run into two people. Uh, they encounter this new warrior named Prince, and they also run into Anthony's main man, Soji Rupukan, Kiryu Green. Yeah. Um, then there's, uh, like, you know, in this field, Kaguraki, he meets Gentle. He was a recurring character in Kiryu Uh He was the butler of uh, Amy, Kiryu Pink. Yep. And he also meets uh, Nobuharu Udo. I'm just going to call him Nobu. Uh He's Cure You Blue, and he encounters a Debos monster uh, called Debos Sinking, which looks like a combination of like the Debo generals from before, like Igaron, Dogold, Endolf, and Candelila. Uh, those people, uh, Igaron was Wrench, Dogold was Fury. I can't remember what Endolf was called, and Candelila was Poissandra. Uh, yeah. What was Endolf yeah. called in a? Dino charge? Uh, dude, I have no idea. Give me one. Okay. To the Ranger Wiki. 
Right. Yeah. Because I search heck have no idea. Okay. Let me see. His name in Dino Charge was Singe. Oh. Oh, Singe, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Makes sense. I remember now. So, and the other three uh, King Ogres, Jeremy, Rita, and Jimeno, they encounter Ian Yorkland, the Cure You Black. They're in this ruin site where he's studying this uh, merle, like stone carvings of the Cure Ugers and their Juden Ryu. Um, unfortunately, only Gira is able to transform as the other Shoe Gods are back on Shaku, so he can't transform. And uh, the Cure Ugers, they meet up with these King Ogers, and it's revealed. So first we get a recap of uh, what happened uh, in Cure Uger with a bunch of, uh, you know, stock clips from that. Um, it's revealed that Dog Dead arrived on Earth, and he created a brand new Debos army out of nowhere. And that captured their Juden Ryu and, absor and absorbed everyone's brave energy. So now the Cure Ugers can't transform. And uh, Prince is a warrior from the future, and we'll find out who he is in a little bit, uh, who appeared from a portal. And um, we, we only have uh, Soji, Ian, uh, Nobu, and Ami still there because uh, Daigo, King Daigo, uh, you Red, and Uchi, you Gold, they left Earth and Plezuan to find Dog Dead. Uh, I... You know, kind of a weird tangent to go on. I wonder whatever happened to Yayoi here. Because Yayoi, uh, Cure You Violet, like, she was kind of part of that game, too, and they never established what happened to her. Like, she was with the other Cure Ugers at the well, end also of the Also, Blue's sister became Cyan. Why didn't she change in this? Yeah, yeah. right? So... Yeah, they, I get why Torin isn't here because he's dead, and the Spirit Rangers—they're dead. So it, yeah, no need to explain where they're with where they are. But yeah, you can I just and, vent my can I just vent my frustration that Kill You Red and Kill You Gold just aren't here for this? Yes, I was like, yeah. are you serious? It made this it made this crossover feel a little bit empty without those yeah, two. Yeah, I know. Here. Yeah. Because I wanted to see King and Gira interact with each other. Because I thought that was going to be—I thought that was going to be pure chaos, like the fun kind of chaos. But they just right. they didn't even interact. Mm -mm. Well, with them being out, with them being out on Plezuan, maybe they'll end up on Chaku at some point. Yeah, I'm, yeah. There's a part of me that thinks that the Kyoryugers will come back at some point later in the season, but we'll get to that. I mean. With what's going on, they just might, but who knows? We'll we'll we'll, we'll see. I mean, I want to say, I mean, I don't know about Uchi's actor because I mean, my, but I mean, maybe the explanation for King is that like his actor is he's not huge, but I mean, my wife does know him because he was like a side character in a comedy show that she used to watch well, as a kid. But, well, he yeah. did do a voiceover role for that brief scene. Oh, though, so. Okay, yeah, then there's no... Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that yeah scene, that's that scene, that's, that's that scene where they showed the flashback before they flew off in Pleasure One, that was... His voice is very indistinguishable. That was him. Yep. So, oh, wow. So they did get a hold of him, just not like for on-camera stuff. So Do you think maybe he no. was like just maybe too busy? He just said, hey, I'm only available for voice work. That's all I can, you, I can yeah. do for you guys. It's possible. I mean, Jason and Kimberly didn't come back for once in all of it. Yeah, but... 
But no, I would have loved to have seen King back. Because I'm still okay. mad that Yayoi isn't back either. Because I like Yayoi as a character. Yeah. She's probably still depressed that King that King left her for Amy. She's in her lab. She's in her lab cave right now in the corner. <laughs> she's just like probably can't believe he left me. <laughs> she looks kind of sad when King and Amy yeah. were embracing at the end of the series. She's like, yeah. should have been me. It's not fair. <laughs> yeah, it's like Yugi. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> But um, anyway, so uh, so point is, um, you know, cure you red and cure you gold. They're not around, and the King Ogers uh, can't transform. So the end of this part is where uh, there's a fight between Gira and Prince to help Prince uh, restore his spirit, and this results in uh, Kuwagon transferring its energy into Prince's uh, Judenshi. And that allows him to use this Gabra caliber that Yanma made for him to transform into a new version of Kyoryu Red, which is kind of a hybrid of the Kyoryu Red and uh, Kuwagata Ojur suit called uh, King Kyoryu Red. Um, and those two Red Rangers destroy uh, Sin King, and they restore everyone's brave. But then the new leader of the Debos army, Kabuto Bushin, reveals himself. And the episode ends with uh, Ami Yuzuki, she's Kuryu Pink, finding um, at least three of the Juden Ryu. And then that leads us to uh, um, episode 33, Shugo, King and Kuryu, where, uh, so the first half of this is where uh, the King o where the King Ogers and the Kuryujers are like making friends with each other, like uh, Kaguraki and Nobuharu bond over, you know, just how, you know, they're both kind of, uh, bit of a nitwit but you know they both have loves for their sister and by the way her si his sister returns and she's once again played by ayumi kenoshita who everyone in the toku fandom knows previously played jasmine slash deki yellow mm -hmm. in tokuso sentai deka ranger i think she was also the voice of uh akiza or whatever the main female character is in Yu-Gi-Oh 5ds i didn't watch Yu-Gi-Oh 5ds i believe but... so let me i got to google okay. to google Oh, and uh, another thing, um, I, I don't know if anybody remembers this from Cure Yuja, but there was kind of a few episodes where Nobu and Candelila kind of had a thing for each other. Well, guess what? They're engaged to be married. Woo! I love that. <laughs> Can I just say that when they revealed that, a part of me wasn't necessarily shocked. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't shocked either. I mean, Candelila's doing a lot better than her Power Rangers counterpart because her Power Rangers counterpart was engaged to that crazy guy, Ledge. So, yeah. We thought you were dead. Yeah, but I was in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Sledge. <laughs> um, and, you know, you can't tell me she's not related to Mucus from Dino Fury. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They're like long lost sisters or something. Yep. Uh, probably the best one is that uh, Rita develops like this fascination with Earth manga, and she develops this friendship with another one of the former uh, uh, Debos people, a uh, luck hero. He she he reminds her of Mofun, and she gives him a big hug like that. If Jeremy wasn't That's my so favorite sweet. character in the show, it would be Rita. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm still a Himeno stand. Yeah, but Rita's still a great character. 
They're all great characters for the most part. Yeah. Now, we actually get some really big world building here. So Jeremy was studying the Merle with Ian, and after studying it completely, he actually finds out that uh, 2,000 years ago, some humans fled Earth. When I say Earth, I mean our planet. They fled into space on a ship, which is actually the uh, castle um, on the King Odra's world, and they found a new world, and they called it Shikyu. Uh, they named it after their original homeworld because a Shikyu is the Japanese word for Earth, and those people are the King Odra's ancestors. So, yeah, really, like this is like Hasbro era Power Rangers level world building. Uh, that's I, I was literally about to say that this is this is the first one of the few times Sentai feels like Power Rangers. It does. Mm -hmm. and, so basically, so basically, the 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 King Olders uh are like their their people are essentially. Chaos Thirty Five ends because you know it's like yeah yeah we we're from yeah. we're, we're we originally from Earth but we travel in space so yeah, yeah we so the King Ogers are offshoots of the Cure Ugers and yeah. the yeah. and the Shoe Gods are spiritual successors to the Zudan Ryu and I I was like this which we, I was sitting there thinking that these it was cool that they made these two teams team up because there was a lot of similarities between the two of them of them being like. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, hand down, like they hand it down through like generations, and they've been like a long standing team for decades, centuries, and everything. Yeah. And then they kind of tie them together as almost being like sister teams to one another yeah. through some weird and space then, travel stuff. So like, this makes yeah. way too much sense. <laughs> it's like they have, but they also have the opposites of what, of what, what each other use. Uh, yeah. The cure users use guns and dinosaurs and, you know, batteries while, you know, the King Ogers use swords and insects as their most. Yeah. yeah. Reminds me of that, <laughs> reminds me of that, uh, that, uh, that scene from JoJo's with the, <laughs> with the, I'm blank on his name. I know his name, Ponorath. And he was fighting against this dude who uses a gun. He's like, your, I bet you your sword can't beat my guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and apparently uh, the stone carvings uh, were created by Jeremy's father. So that's pretty cool. Not Dude. seems like a weird detail to just throw in there, but. I wish they had shown us the father. Hopefully they'll do that more, like in a future yeah. episode. Yeah. Um, well, given the next episode. I think we're not done with the Kyrie yet. Yeah. Um, so Gira and Prince, they save Ami when she's attacked by the Debos army, and they free the Juden Ryu, and Suzume gets a message from Kuwagon and sends the castle to Earth, and uh, and so this gives the King Odris the ability to transform, and then uh, Himeno is able to help restore the uh, Cure Yuger's ability to transform because she finds out that uh, how the Cure Yuger defeated the Devos army originally. So she plays like the uh, so she plays the melody of the Cure Yuger theme song on the piano, and then everybody uh, sings it, and that restores Earth's melody, which is exactly how uh, they they defeated uh, 
the original DevOps where like everybody sung the King Ogre theme song and that gave King enough power to destroy DevOps, mm-hmm. which, yeah, that's one of my favorite moments from Kira Ujra. I love how they, uh, how they kind of made a reference to that. Oh, I was kind of hype hearing that song. I forgot how energetic their theme song was. I know. I yeah, missed I it. I love that theme song. <laughs> so the Kira Ujra's can transform and the King Ogre's can transform and they all come together to defeat Kabuto Bushin, and they ultimately destroy him with Kyori Yujin and King Oger. Uh, interesting thing about this, uh, there's the King Ogers, they haven't done this before. They've done, they do their own roll call that's like similar to the Kyori Yujin's roll call. Like you might recall at like the beginning of this podcast, like Anthony called himself like the bladed hero, which that's what like in the King Ogers call like, you know, like the, the brave hero or something like the hotshot hero, blah, blah, blah. So uh, Gira calls himself the evil king because that's what he's been calling himself the whole series. Yanma, the intelligent king. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Himeno is the dazzling queen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, Rita is the steadfast ruler. Okay, cool. Uh, Kaguraki is the lord of abundance. Okay, yeah, that's fitting. And uh, Jeremy, well, he's called himself this before, too, the, the Rift King. So, yeah. Could they keep doing this roll call? Because I actually think that's really cool. It made them look well, more awesome. It did. <laughs> Giving themselves, they... like, self-proclaimed titles. Like, come on. <laughs> well, okay, whenever Gira started off doing it, I was like, Gira, stop talking. Shut up. <laughs> and then, then the others did it, I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, this makes sense. Carry on, Gary. You're not an idiot yeah. right now. In this one instance, you're not an idiot. And I love how they say, like, their real names, like, the Intelligent King, Yamagast, and, like, so on and so forth. I really wish that they would do that in roll calls a lot more, because that's one of my favorite uh, roll calls in Sentai is Gingaman, because they say their Oh, yeah. Names, like, like Gingaretto, Ryoma. Ryoma, like, yeah. 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 So I wish Sentai would do that a lot more often. Uh, I can't. I. I. Yeah, Gingaman is the only one I think that they do. Well, no, no, no. Shinkenger. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Kakuri. Shinkenger gave both names, so it's double cool. Another check for Shinkenger, baby. <laughs> yeah, can, can you bring that back in the in these roll calls? That, that's, that's yeah, no. Awesome. I like that. So anyway, Kabuto Bushin's been defeated, and the King Ogres bid farewell. And uh, we actually find out that what Prince's real name is, it's just his nickname. His real name is Daigoro Kiryu. Yeah, he's the son of, uh, of King and Amy. We all Amy couldn't stuff. control herself, huh? She just couldn't <laughs> control herself. <laughs> she, she, look, she finally let loose. <laughs> look, she that actually kind of go, goes with how Amy acts. I know. But I love like, how... Yeah. I love how they turned around and she just kind of smirked and they went, wow. <laughs> like, wow. Was, was hilarious. Yeah, like Ian yeah. and Nobu are like, wait a minute. Your last name is Kiryu. Yeah. And then they looked at Amy and she's all like. Yeah, she had this, oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> but wait a minute. I'm just kind of puzzled on how that works because. We saw that this kid is like rough looks, looks roughly like I don't know. They, maybe. Said he's, they said he's from the future. They pulled him from the future. Oh, okay. I missed that part. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. So Daigo and Amy have probably not actually had a child yet. Okay. 
Gotcha. Yeah. But, but we like, well, like know. wait a minute, that's our kid, but like those it's basically some feature trunk stuff from Dragon Ball Z got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we already much, knew yeah. that they were we already knew that they were gonna get together though, because I mean I haven't seen it, but there's a one hundred years special yeah. where like yeah. where there's a new character who's like Amy and Daigo's like great, 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 blah, 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 grandson. Yeah. Like, yeah, they they like um this is a small spoiler, by the way. It's not like anything major. Um Ami's and uh Daigo's um like well, long time grand uh, great great grandchildren, they're actually siblings in that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. 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 I need to watch that movie because I hear it's good. It's it pretty is. good. I've watched it. You and then there's supp- also the uh Dino Force Brave sequel. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, the the Korean one. Yeah. yeah. It's like fifteen minutes. Each episode is fifteen minutes long. And I think it's only what ten episodes. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, so that wraps up uh, this team up. Uh, what do we think about uh, this thing as a whole, guys? Anybody want to go first? I loved it, but I just wish it was longer because because freaking King and freaking Uchi wasn't here. It's, I know. Yeah. That's my only disappointment. I mean, other than that, I, I actually enjoyed the special. And like low key, I was actually low key kind of jealous of Prince because he got to be taught by by somebody. I wish he was my mentor, you know, Soji. I wish that, I wish I was him. Oh, Anthony's young Dare arc is starting. Take it, should me. Yeah, it was. It's not fair. It was nice to see, like, hear like the Kyoryuji soundtrack and. Like, oh, dude, so hearing their theme song again, seeing their roll calls. Kyoryuji has one of the best roll calls in Sentai. I oh, always yeah. thought. Hearing all that and see, and it's nice to see that the the actors still know how to play the roles and how their 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 character quirks. Like Kyoryu Blue still says stupid comments that make me want to <laughs> push him into traffic. <laughs> 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 like your puns are terrible. But I missed yeah, like, them because like, we are you were a funny king kid. with kings. Yeah. It's been ten years and you still don't know when to stop. Wow. Um <laughs> yeah, but it, it was such a fun episode because yeah, as much as I like I have issues with Cure Uger as a season, I thought the cast for that show was actually kind of fun when yeah. King wasn't soloing everything. Um King was pretty I guess you guess like Tim got your wish now because he wasn't even here. <laughs> It, yeah, I mean, it, it sucks too. It stinks too because I genuinely did want him here because him interacting with the others was part of the thing reason I was excited for this team up. Yeah, yeah. So because he's the man who calls himself king and he's actually hanging out with actual kings. Jeez. Like, come on! Like, it, it, like the setup wrote itself, and they wrote him mm-hmm. out of the setup. <laughs> right. Uh, but. I don't know. It was it was it was a very fun crossover. I hope that there's more to this. Like because yeah. like I was saying earlier, Dude, it feels ha- like the, with 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 King and Uchi not being here, they're off in space somewhere. The Kyoryugers have problems with with uh, bike seat head, um, whatever his name is. I forgot it already. Dog dead. <laughs> yeah, Dodad. Okay, I'm, I'm calling a bike seat head. Um, <laughs> I feel like the, the Kyoryugers have to come back. At some yeah, point. they have to. 
They have to. Uh, honestly, especially what I'm hoping... with especially with what we see later, I feel like that, that they're gonna have to come up to pick their crap back up at some point. Because <laughs> 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 like, where's Kyoyujin? Kabutira! Yeah, Kabutira just ran away. <laughs> <Where'd he go? laughs> no, um, I, I just. I think what's going to end up happening, I hope, is that King and Yuchi are not in this crossover because they're going to pop up on TQ uh, later on. That would be sick. Yeah. Like, that would be so cool if that's how they meet up. Is They're in space on Plazian right now, and then they just play yeah. on TQ, and they're like, what the hell are we doing here, guys? King is going to love that place when he gets there. <laughs> King and Gear are going to have so much drama. And I'm here for it all. I look, I look forward to it myself, yeah. <laughs> and my only request is, like, I mean, Plezuan is Yayoi's Juden Ryu, so can she still be on board? I know I obsess over that, but I, I really like <laughs> Yayoi's she? character. <laughs> I really like her as a character. I don't like how she's basically just been discarded. She was in the uh, Cure, Cure Yuja versus Tokyuja movie, so she's an important character, but you can't just give up. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if you did like a Lightspeed Rescue ten years later movie and like, oh Ryan, yeah, Ryan, who? We had a Titanium Ranger. Who's Ryan? <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, Mega Force. <laughs> but that screwed up helmet. Exactly. Yeah. Why was the why was the mouthpiece on the outside? <laughs> Never gonna forgive them for that. Somebody somewhere got fired for that, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, deservingly so. Now, I will say, I I really hope we get more, like, crossover stuff. But the icing mm-hmm. on the cake that I know will never happen in 10 million years. I know this, so don't go down my throat about this. But if King and Utsi appear at some point later with Pleasan... How cool would it be if the Gokai Galleon also appeared? Uh, um, here, here, here's a self in his, his fanfic coming in. <laughs> I would write a fanfic for this. I mean, let's be real, though. Gira, King, and Marvelous all standing in one room would cause more problems than we could ever <laughs> hope to comprehend. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd literally be those two idiots fighting each other and Marvelous being like, you dumbasses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how yeah. he did he did the same thing with uh um, Takaharu. Yeah, I'm trying to remember his name. Yeah, I was about he, to say that you you hate that character, but you loved him when he was w- working off of Marvelous. No, I no 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 hold up hold up you got that wrong. Okay, sorry. I loved seeing Marvelous rip him a new one. Who's Zoo Evil? Oh, Akaninja. I heard everybody hates Ak. I even heard that my boy Sasuke hate uh, trashed on him in their crossover with the Ninja Red and Hurricane Red. Oh yeah, yeah, it was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Sasuke. Yeah, Sasuke did do that. Well, Sasuke's awesome. So I just want a marvel. I just want like a marvelous tour where he goes meets the all the other Reds that suck and puts them in their place. (laughs) <laughs> like, could you imagine if he met John? He's like, you're an. No, it's fine. he idiot. did meet John. 
No, no only, he didn't meet John. Only I am and I am and Don. That's right. Yeah. That's right. He didn't actually meet Marvelous in that in the Geku. But if Marvelous yeah. met him and he was all like yicky yicky whatever, oh god, <laughs> um, Marvelous would probably just slap him. Yeah. <laughs> well, if, well, if Marvelous met John in like the Geki Ranger era, John, because I mean he's he's tolerable a little bit in the Geki Ranger tribute episode of Go. You know why? Because he, he didn't have too many lines. <laughs> <laughs> he had like, two I mean, lines. Like, is it possible that like you could just send Marvelous back in time to like the Geki Ranger to when Geki Ranger was taking place and just have him punch just John? Just let in the him face? Gokai stand in the time red or something and let him go back in time. Yeah, Marvelous would have that. Change. And Marvelous would have that concerned side eye look when he opens his mouth that he. <laughs> And then have him punch John out of the show, Gokai change into Geki Red permanently, and say, now I'm Geki Red, bitch. <laughs> okay, that would be the ultimate fanfic right there. Yeah. To fix the utter <laughs> crap that we got with Geki Ranger. This, this, this is just the Super Sentai plot of uh, Dragon Ball Xenoverse, where he goes back oh, in wow. time and he fixes problems <laughs> in history. It's like, you're the problem, get out of here! <laughs> He has oh, to what go do back we and also slap Geki too. Yeah. <laughs> Your brother's dead. Get over it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Dragon Caesar, may he rest in peace for all the insults he took. You know, Dragon Caesar's just laying on the ground. It's like he didn't have to yell at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, let's get back to the review because we still have one more episode yeah. to cover. What do we want to give the crossover out of 10, guys? I'm going to go to 9. I yes, genuinely yeah. enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, nine, nine. 9, strictly for the fun factor. Yeah. What about you, Anthony? Uh, definitely give it a, a 10. Definitely. 10. I, I, I called it. I was going to say, Anthony gave it a 10 because he thought I mean, he, 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 I he, should he, give he, it a 9 because King's not here, but I'll... I'll yeah, but your your yeah. guy is here, so that makes up for it. Yeah, that, that makes up for it, so yeah. I, I will I mean, do want to say that I find uh, what King Kyoryu Red's outfit funny because it's literally just reused Kyoryu Carnival uniform assets. <laughs> yeah, it's like even like the 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 undersuit of the armor I was like that's just the Kyoryu Carnival costume. I guess they had to use it for something. <laughs> I mean, they had it. It was yeah. Good. Might as well use it. But, I mean, it's still fun. I mean, I, I, like Kuro Yuger is not in my top ten favorite Sentai, mm -mm. but it's a fun. It's a fun Sentai. I, yeah. Oh, I love. I love the ride. Yeah. It's yeah. A B, it's a B tier at worst Sentai. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, I agree. It's it's yeah. it's got a lot of issues, but it, it's it, it's just so much fun to watch it. Yeah. It, the dancing, the over the top thematics. It oh, was yeah. a great fun time. Like just King being King was fun. Yeah. I know you don't yeah. like King, but I loved him. He was great. Well, I don't know. I like him. I don't like how the season used him. I guess is the better way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can feel. I, I see that because because there were several times in the show where he was just god modded. Let's be real here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he single handedly beat up Davos by himself. That's just mm. screwed up. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, let's move on to the last episode of this batch. Uh, I have so many thoughts here. Yep. <laughs> yes. Shugo Mask Strikes Back. So 
the Kyoryujis return to Shikyu. It's been swarmed with Shu gods. And then when they finally get back on the surface, they find out that they were apparently gone for six months, you know, time for relatively relativity. Um, that's what Yanma concludes. And in that time, Dog Dead has brainwashed the the people of Shikyu into worshiping him. So he's basically effectively taken over Shikyu. And you were going to say something, Patrick? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. Uh, Gira's friend Kogone, she's been a recurring character. She reveals that Dog Dead has led everyone to believe that the King Ogers are the reason behind all the violence in the world and that he's brought peace. This causes Gira to consider letting them letting it be since everyone's happy but kogane says uh no this sucks dog dead is evil you should keep fighting so yeah that's pretty cool and um uh the, the king ogres well first they fight off one of dog dead's jesters uh they they combine gabutira uh patrick mentioned this uh, gabutira tagged along with them back to shikyu as in his mini tira form uh I think that's what it was called. Yeah, Minitira. Minitira, yeah. yeah. I forgot how cute he was when he was that small. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Did they give that thing a name in Dino Charge for Tyler's T-Rex Supercharge Prince thing? or I don't I think just, so. I just remember you okay. saying Rexy, but that's about it. A little mini Rexy. Yeah, but he called, yeah, he yeah. called it Rexy when he was huge, too. Mm. So. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so they're able to combine Gabatira with the other shoe gods to form King Cure Eugen, which that's awesome. Uh, and then they head to Shu Godam because apparently there's a new king uh, in Shu Godam. Uh, basically, all of the uh, kingdoms have been taken over by uh, one of Dog Dead's jesters. Uh, like, um, and they they confront this new king. Uh, Suzume reveals his name is Shugo Mask. And it's very important that Suzume is the one who introduces him because you might remember that Suzume has an infatuation with a certain character. Why am I bringing that up? You might ask. Well, guess who this uh, new Shugo Mask is revealed to be at ooh, the end of the episode? Ooh, ooh. Let me let me throw in something real quick before you go to that. So go ahead. Okay. You got a couple of choices here. Some random monster of the week. That's choice number one. Mm-hmm. King from the Kia Razor team. <laughs> Could you imagine? Because that would be the best thing in the world. <laughs> they get back, and there's Kia Red just standing there like, What's up? I'm the king now. <laughs> Thanks for teaching my son how to be a Sentai Ranger, but now you die. <laughs> or three. Rackless. Or D, all of the above. Love. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> as cool as as cool as D would be, guys, it's option number three. Yeah. It's Rackless. Rackless is back. Rackless. But dun, dun, dun. Have been... and that's how the episode ends. Yeah. No, and I was genuinely very excited to see Rackless back. I knew he was gonna come back at some point. Yeah. But the the cleverness of how they brought him back was to not be redundant was pretty damn clever. I just want to know what the heck he's been doing with the past, you know, two years. 
I guess he actually got killed by gear because it made it sound like he got brought back to life. Well, in some way. Okay, do you remember in the Curator crossover when they send the castle? Uh huh. She says Rockless's name. Like, okay, Rockless, it's you, isn't it? When I when I uh. heard her say that, I was like, oh, <laughs> we're gonna get we're gonna get Rockless back at some point, aren't we? Because foreshadowing is a thing. And I'm so glad to have Rockless back because I, I hate to sound like a broken record from some of our previous King Ogre stuff, but before Dog Dead came in, like Rockless was like the best villain that this series had. He still is. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, I do want to address the elephant in the room here that's the size of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Okay. Um, yeah. What's going on with the Gobbitera powers? How do they? Why do they still have the curators their power ups and the weapons and stuff? Like, is this gonna be like a recurring thing where they start using that mech formation and they start using the power ups and stuff? Like, I think the only reason they were, they use it this time was because uh, Quagon was just too da- badly damaged. Yeah. I mean, I could see that, but at the same time, I'm just like, I'm hoping this isn't like the new thing where we get like a two-minute montage of the Zord dancing, and that's how the battles happen or something like. Yeah. It was funny the first time, but if they make it a recurring thing. Well, I don't think that they're going to use cure the cure huge uh, king cure huge too often because i don't know how much god Wutir can connect with the rest of the shoe gods like <clears throat> quagdun can like i don't yeah. think they can make god king Ogier with god Wutira, no so. no you just hold on to your hat <laughs> maybe they'll find a way uh, hold on to that I mean, alabama hat I mean, if 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 god Wutira holds some of king's god hack mode stuff they'll find a way <laughs> but especially if King himself does eventually show up, he needs yeah. to. <clears throat> well, then they'll have Plezo with them, which is literally a walking cannon, so that yeah. would help a lot. It literally is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> is it a walking cannon or is it a flying cannon, though? I don't know, but whatever it is, its right arm is a rail gun, so right. make of that what you wish. <laughs> yeah. No, but, you know, I, that, that's my only concern going forward is how heavily will they lean into it? Because one, I don't want to call this a complaint necessarily, but it is a nitpick I've had with King Ogier up until now. I like Gira's power-up mode with the gold armor, mm-hmm. but I'm not a fan of him immediately going to it at the startup. Yeah, because it's like, you, <laughs> yeah. you, you can... You can... I think it wouldn't bother me too much if it didn't completely remove his red color from him. Yeah. yeah. It kind of makes me wonder that, like, is, is, is he not able... I mean, he obviously went it when he was during the whole the Kyoji crossover, but I feel like, was that only because they couldn't use the other gold suit before? And they were just like, well, we, we'll look... We'll, okay, since, since we haven't had to use the, uh, the cool guy in Oger costume in a while, let's bring that back. I don't know. 
I think they had him wear the red suit more in the crossover to match the uh, king's. The other is yeah. yeah, yeah. But like that's always been one of the complaints I've had with the 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 gold king Oger costume is that like unlike some of the other forms, like like going back, look at Kyoryu Carnival. You can still tell he's the Red Ranger. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just they just overly designed it. But here he's just gold. Like make him like. I don't understand why. He's, <laughs> Come on. Like, if you're using it like a battleizer, cool. But I don't know how I feel about it being the main thing he goes to almost every yeah. time. It's even in the op opening, like in the opening, like it's it goes from him going like the red to like immediately going to that gold form immediately. Yeah, like the still mm -hmm. image part. Yeah, it's a similar thing. Like, okay, I I'm really late, but like I remember before I kind of just, just gave up on the show when I was watching Kamen Rider Ghost, like, in the mid, like, at some point in the show, Kamen Rider Ghost gets this uh, alternate form called his boost mode, and then in later episodes, yep. he just transforms right to his boost mode instead of his, like, base form. Like, yep. I just hate it. Like, imagine if, like, in Power Rangers SPD or something, they always just go to swap mode every time they morph as if swap mode is just now all of a sudden their default form. Like, right. Yeah. I just, uh, at one point, one of the Rangers cool. did morph all straight into swap mode. I, I, yeah, but just like one time, or two episodes, they didn't do Yeah, it's like yeah. one or two episodes, but yeah. The only time that I remember them doing was when they were getting ready to fight the A squad Rangers, but that's because they knew they needed the power yeah. of. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So. But yeah, I wish it would be one of those things where. Gero would fight somebody, and if he realized he wasn't quite strong enough to handle it, then he would whip it out. But yeah, yeah, because I remember. That, he... But it's also the fact that he doesn't always go right into the gold form immediately. It's every so often he does. Yeah. It. So it's not even consistent. Yeah, I'm, I don't. I'm just yeah. curious on why he does it. Like I, and again, I don't mind it per se. Like it's a cool looking suit. Don't get me wrong. He seems over lying on it, honestly. It's yeah. a weird thing. It's it breaks Zordon's rule of don't escalate the battle. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I mean, Sentai's not adhering <laughs> to, but but still. I mean, if you want a more extreme example, I mean just imagine if like in every episode after Andro's got his battleizer, he always immediately just goes right to the red battleized ranger. <laughs> you know what this kind of reminds me of? It's kind of giving comrade comrade vibes because I, I've noticed this as of late because I've watched a lot of like the later seasons of uh, Kamen Rider. Whenever they would get a new power up, they would immediately go into that form almost. So this is mm -hmm. this is basically like doing a Kamen Rider trope in a, in a Sentai. Well, well Rider, Rider is Sentai a Kamen Rider. Yeah. Kamen Rider well, there you, well, they, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> He's riding the series not like a Sentai, yeah. but as a Kamen Rider series. Yeah, from what I've heard from a lot of people who are familiar with both shows, this guy's introducing a lot of Kamen Rider traits into Sentai. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not complaining, but this might be the yeah. only like small nitpick <clears throat> that we have with this series. Yeah. Yeah. But what that do we makes, uh, that, that makes sense now. But what else do we think about uh, this episode, guys? Kind of a goofy episode up until the end, though, because the the episode. It, I mean, our, once again, I'm convinced that the people of Chucky were idiots. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially like, that bigger guy. Oh, I hate him yeah. so much. I hate that. He's guy. even fatter than he was before. So <laughs> the guy. So the guy literally got ousted as the villain. The guy who put their kings in jeopardy 
Then all of a sudden they vanish. And then he takes over and the idiots believe that he's the solution. Does does anybody see the fault in their logic here? Right. <laughs> but it is crazy because like how time how time is different when because the time didn't didn't start going slow until um they were actually in space because when they transport got transported into into um regular Earth no time had passed but I think as soon as they they launched and went to space to mm-hmm. travel to Chiku Chiku. That's when the time well, of six months passed. Well, yeah, but it's, why it's, didn't it pass six months when they were bringing the castle over? That, yeah, that's that's weird. actually I'm, that's that's very weird. Yeah, because shut up. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just saying. No, it's, it's a, no, it's a very genuine question you just asked. asked. But yeah, don't ask me. <laughs> It's like it was like, where's the castle? It's been two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought we had instantaneous trans uh, transportation or something going on here. The way they, yeah, no, that's what I did thought too. So I'm like yeah, confused. Like so, it takes longer to, to get there to, than yeah. to leave. I'm confused. Like what? yeah, it t- it took the castle like what five minutes to get to Earth, but it took them several months to get back yeah no something about that doesn't add up <laughs> the math isn't mathing or do you think <laughs> that maybe the five uh, of them in it weighed it down and slowed it <laughs> i don't know a bunch of guys name you know what you know what we'll blame on gabatira hey you heavy little <laughs> you, you weighed us even though in gravityless space you weighed us down because <laughs> i wonder if like i'm pronouncing my guy's name wrong uh the space king his name uh bikehead yeah is it how we pronounce it is it is it doug Doc Do dud bond dud bond or whatever i don't know i like I don't know. better <laughs> It makes me wonder: Did he like change the perception of time, or was it just yeah. was, it was literally just because of the whole space thing? Well, he I, he slowed the ship down. <laughs> I mean, no, it is within it? his it is within his range of powers. That is true. Because maybe well, when he, he did that. take did transport them transport them to Earth, maybe time did pass quicker than usual i don't know but i don't no, know okay so anthony hit on hit something on a nail that gives me another theory i think what could have also happened is we all know how stupid the citizens of gira's kingdom are yeah. like they're so stupid like he could easily convince them into believing it's been six months but it's really been six hours <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. It'd be dumb, but I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> like, let's be real about that. He could tell that dude, yes, in six months, they abandoned you. You're, you're no longer, they're not your kings anymore. I'm the king now. And they'll all be like, ah, Sama! <laughs> <laughs> but wait, aren't you the guy that literally like tried to set us all up with, you they know, don't that, care. That's right. Yeah, it's like wow. No, they, they don't. They, they don't care. really are idiots. Ugh. <laughs> I don't think it's just them. I think it really is like, really everybody. Just like, it's, the, just like the King Ogers are kind of the descendants of the Kyoryugers, these guys must be the descendants of the citizens of Tokyo during Zoo Ranger. 
<laughs> I was literally about to bring up that G Ranger episode. That I was <laughs> no, okay. So when they left Earth, it wasn't just the Q Ranger humans, it was also the G Ranger humans. Yeah. Because, all the, because most of the Sentais do take place in the same continuity according to Gokaids are now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, people of Chaku have suffered from objects permanence. Well, I think objects yeah. <laughs> permanence. I, I turned my head. Where'd it go? <laughs> Hold on. Uh, what they, I think they said Q Ranger takes place in its own continuity, but just Q Ranger. Oh, maybe. Yeah, but but everything else is in the same continuity. Yeah. Zenkaiser too. That's a different continuity, I think. Oh, okay. Because they believe that every season is an alternate dimension. Hmm. Yeah. That's okay. Right, Anthony. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Say it. Wait. Say it again. Okay. And Zenkaiser. Mm-hmm. Every season of Sentai is treated like an alternate universe. Yes. It's like they're different, like different uh worlds, basically, because that's yeah. how they fight the monster the week it week it was like a war, like a war type of thing. Yeah. So I don't know what to believe anymore. Continuity is all over the place with this thing, depending on what anniversary season you're going based off of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I mean you look at a you look at Jew Ranger, Cure Uger, and uh, Abba Ranger, and I guess Ryu Soldier. I mean, I don't know if Ryu Soldier injects this in either, but there's like three different ways that the dinosaurs went extinct <laughs> in <laughs> the Sentai universe. Meanwhile, yeah. Power Rangers has fixed the continuity with the dino seasons. Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah, well, Dino Charge is in its own continuity, so that kind of fixes it. But and it and it would have if they had not done that stupid plotline with the time travel BS. But yeah, on behold, that's because honestly, they were in the they were in the same continuity until that last episode. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um, o- only other thing I want to say about this, and I can't really like, I'm just glad that Rockless is back. Because you know yeah. he he's a villain that I mean I I don't know like oh I mean I can't say much else since you know we only find out that he's back in like the last two minutes of this episode but I am really hyped to see these next couple of episodes because this Rackless being back like I, Dog Dead is already I mean I know that you guys are gonna call like you can't take him seriously because he looks his head looks like a bicycle seat but <laughs> if I can look past that he's a genuinely threatening. He is. He is threatening. Yeah. I mean, he, like we didn't mention this in the crossover, but he just literally, probably with like a snap of his fingers, just brought back the Cure Uger villains from the dead. Like this guy is like we were saying in our previous Cure Uger video that this guy is like a Thanos slash Galactus level threat, and this batch of yeah. episodes is really shown is that level of a threat, and they're taking full advantage of that. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. like how they just offhand mention, oh, he just revived the Debo's army. That's not a small feat, man. That was the whole... <laughs> that was yeah, a, a whole sp- army. Yeah, that was with a, a whole snap army. Of his fingers, he sends to cure you, the King Ogres to Earth with just a snap of his fingers. Yeah. yeah. Like, this might be one of the most powerful villains we've seen in uh, Power Rangers ever. Like, yeah, well, and Sentai. I, yeah, and yeah, and so, like I was about like 
I don't even think like villains that are made to be even like more powerful. Like this guy could probably destroy Dark Spectre with his pinky. Yeah, yeah. But what do we want to give this one out of ten? I'm going with a nine. I could give it an eight. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a nine as well. Yeah, I'll give it a nine too. Because like, because I'm not gonna lie to y'all. When the scene with they, because you know how that that scene where like they all they walk across the uh, the kingdom and like they have like the, the people in the background like you know praise their return or whatever and they were just like all swaggy like especially with Jeremy he was just doing his hands up in the air like yeah we're back yeah we're back we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're back and we're bad you know we, come on give us praise and they just throw rocks at him that was funny yeah. You guys suck. <laughs> you could insert Backstreet's back over that scene and it would right. fit perfectly. And then they throw the first rock gets hit him and you hear the record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> so we've already talked. So, you know, that wraps up this batch of episodes and we, we don't, I imagine that we're going to have a lot to talk about with the villains in the next segment with rack with the, in the next video podcast with Rackless coming back. But yep. I mean, we don't really have to talk about dog dead. I mean, we just established like, he's just this really powerful villain and that's about it. So um, I guess uh, now uh, we should, uh, you know, just talk about uh, each of these, uh, uh, King Ogers, and uh, we can all give our updated character rankings, because I don't know, I think a lot has happened with maybe not with all of them, but with some of these characters I think we're I think we're uh, it's appropriate to do an updated character ranking now Do you guys agree? No, why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, anybody want to go first with reviewing no, the characters? I'll do it. Uh, I still have him in a what, top I, I just I just love her personality way too much. Uh, Jeremy would be two pretty easily. Probably Yonmouth three. Gear and Reed, it's kind of tough because Gear Gear, I feel like he has a little bit more of a active personality than Reed does because she's so reserved. But Reed is not annoying. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might give Gear the edge here, and then Reed, and then Kagaraki still is like. I don't know. I, I still feel like that they haven't done enough with that guy yet. Yeah. So mine is Himeno, Jeremy, Rita, uh, Yanma, Gira, then Kagaraki. Who was your first again, Riz? Himeno, the only okay. ripe choice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Anthony, so mine's actually changed a like a slight bit. Now it's Jeremy. He's my number one, and I'm trying to think who else is my second. Obviously, Yama's my second. Thirty Meno, and that, and that I'm not putting them putting him in a third because I think she's like the least bad. I still like I like her character, but I, like I said, Yama's still my boy. So okay, I kind of like have this. I kind of have this thing where like I like the delinquent type characters because because I'm not gonna lie I mean, to you. There is a character like that in Persona Five. Like uh, his name is Ryuji, and he's like yeah. legit a delinquent. And I and like me and him are best friends in the game. Well, so. I mean, he does he does kind of feel like the same personality as Kyoru Green does a little bit. Who's like your guy? Yeah. yeah. So <clears throat> that kind of like 
smug, confident type of dude. Yeah, who he yeah. seems like he would like he would not get along with him, but like he would definitely have your back if you if you yeah, trust him. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Nate. Oh, uh, I'm oh, I think, oh, you're not uh, done yet. Yeah, yeah I was done yet. <laughs> um, Rita, uh, Kakaraki, and Gira. Wow. Yeah. Gira's lower than Kakaraki for you. Yeah. Okay. It's only because of that stupid, stupid laugh of his. He would just stop doing that. He would oh, he would also he would get his fit speed back. But no, he asked me that. Um I I want to put Jeremy up top just because I mean the arc that he goes through with like you know wanting to take the fall and all that, like and just why he does it, like I don't know, like that's too powerful for me not to put it number one. Uh I'm actually going to put him for the first time. I'm going to rank Jimeno um, up top. I've previously been putting her under Rita. Just that moment where she, you know, just saved Rita and like did all this stuff. Like she's been making a huge case, but I, I, I think it's case closed. Like she, aside from Jeremy, she might be the best character in this show now. I, I think it's yeah. case closed for me now. She's been making her case, but it's closed. Um, I still want to put Rita mm. below her just. Because I, I think she's a great character and, you know, I can kind of relate to her and all that. Plus, I mean, she she's just adorable when she's obsessing over Mofu and I, I can't I can't ignore that. I can't wait um, to watch the anime. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to put Yama after that just because Yama's still a great character. Gira is, I mean... Only reason I'm putting Gira ahead of Kaguraki is because he's still doing stuff. But I, I do agree with Anthony. That evil laugh is just—can you just stop? It's not even convincing half the time. No, like it's like a little kid pretending to be like a, like a Disney villain for Halloween. Like, oh look at me, I'm Jafar. <laughs> like, no, yeah, but when kids do it, it's cute. When he does, it's, it's cringe. It's like Dr. Evil's laugh from the Austin Powers movies. It's yes. so forced that it's hilarious. Right. That's the point, though. Yeah. And He's supposed gonna, to be that on purpose, yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm putting Kaguraki at the end because, I mean, I used to really like this character, but he's just gotten born. Like, what are we the only thing that I know about this guy now? And this isn't even related to King Oger, is that I walked in on my wife once uh, – a couple of days ago, she was watching this uh, Japanese drama show on about like sumo wrestlers on Netflix. She was binging it, and his actor is a character in that show. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that Kaguraki from King of <laughs> That's literally the only thing I, I, that Kaguraki has going for him, and that's not even something that's a point in King Oger's favor. So I can't even Dang. give him that. So Damn. no, but it, it is the right actor because she looked it up, mm. and like, and mm. also funny, like I was watching this like some batch of King Ogre episodes and it was literally role reversal. My wife walked in on me watching these episodes and she's like, wait a minute, that's the guy from the from the show I was watching a couple of days ago. So yeah, just I don't know. I, I always like to point out when I see Sin much like how when <laughs> it's cool to watch point out seeing Power Ranger actors in like shows like, hey, I was watching this episode of How I Met Your Mother and Jen's actor from Time Force was in it. Like I like to do it with Sentai too. So <laughs> Um, but yeah, anybody want to give their closing thoughts on a King Oger? Yes. Wrap up? Go ahead. That, that's it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 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 I 
man, really, really moved me emotionally, man. Really in depth. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm few words. still enjoying the join the ride. It's it's yeah. great. It's great to see the Kyoujis again. It's great that you know the series is still going strong. I, even though like um, they, you people, I know people say, oh, there's a lot of stuff that they don't like about King Ojo or whatever. Which I'm just like, why would you? Like this is literally this is literally what we've been asking for in a Sentai for like the longest time. Great story, great characters, great villains. We finally got all, got the whole package. Now, I will say something a little controversial, but it needs to be said. Go ahead, Hasbro. If you want to learn how to make a Power Ranger season, here, just just yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, if we got a Power because Ranger season written like this, I'd love it, dude. Because <laughs> that part. They tried with Cosmic Fury to do the, you know, not episodic thing with Monster Week and all that. And, you know, it wasn't a bad attempt. I really enjoyed Cosmic Fury quite a bit. Yeah, we gave it like, um, nine. We we gave all it like, gave a it like nine. nine to rates out of ten. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gave it a nine. But... We all gave it a nine except for Anthony. He gave it an eight. But the point is, if you want a ten, you do what King Ozu did. Facts. And also the aesthetic scenery and the CGI, oh my god, it's so great. Yeah, I just find it so funny how you're comparing this to Cosmic Fury. <laughs> I remember, I think it was last year when they revealed the suits for the King Ogers and the suits for Cosmic Fury. The Cosmic Fury suits are you, and the King Oger suits are the guy that she tells you not to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and I guess that's what the season is like too—not just the suits, like <laughs> yeah. Which, by the uh-huh. way, like which, yeah, like this entire way, it's so glad. I mean, first of all, I still love those suits. Those suits, honestly, I, honest to God, like I'm getting ready to like do like a top five best suits on my personal blog king oger is going to be number one and king oger might be number one just as far as like quality of the sentai goes too when we're done yeah i mean i i might prefer maybe maybe i would still put shin Kinger ahead of it uh but i don't know like king oger is just like like this like people say that like the reiwa era of sentai has not really been great although i hear people saying good things about kira major like this is well, this could like single-handedly make the Reiwa era one of the best eras of Sentai. That's not a fair statement, though, because Kira Major apparently is really good, according to Anthony. Then Kaiser, I will tell you, it's pretty damn awesome too. It's really, yeah, it's really good. Don Brothers, I, I haven't seen, but I have not met a single hater of Don Brothers. Don Brothers I, for me is a mixed bag. I, I, I love the characters, but it's just the the ending could have been a lot better. Okay, and I, I guess maybe people just got a sour taste of the Ray Wire since the first one was Ryu Soldier, and I don't know a person who likes Ryu yeah. Soldier. It but sucks. I, I've seen people who like it, but not many. But anyway, uh, so that wraps up this uh, one for uh, King Oger guys. Uh, we are going to be doing. Uh, uh, we'll try to do um, another. We'll either try to do the next King Oger episode by itself, but if we can't do that, then we'll just do it in batches because we are gonna see this thing all the way to the end. Uh, only, only last thing I'm gonna say is that I, I was afraid that like the show might hit burnout with how fast it's moving, but we're 
approaching the end of 2023 and it doesn't appear to be losing steam so i'm very optimistic for how this is going to i out. think the time uh, skip may have helped with that yeah personally because it, it did kind of reset the show in a way which yeah helped a lot it was the on with hair color wasn't it <laughs> yeah fair enough <laughs> He understands. <laughs> uh, with that said, uh, you uh, we're, we still got a lot of other things planned besides King Oger. You know, we have uh, we're working on all these things. Uh, you know, we're also do, we're still doing Time Ranger, and we're going to be doing other uh, you know other Sentai after that. And we also have some uh, stop um, ones. We're going to be doing the Power Rangers audio drama first two seasons. Uh, hopefully, when the Screen Actors Guild strike maybe wraps up, we're going to try to get Carl Dutton, the creator of that, on just to talk with him for a little bit. And uh, we also have a Cosmic Fury review ready for you guys and uh, all those things. So we got a lot of stuff planned for you all the way to the end of uh, 2023 and beyond. We're still going to be here in 2024. We don't know quite yet what we're going to be doing to start off, but we assure you that we'll, we have a lot of stuff you know, in our in our plans for the future. So with that said, we hope you guys are enjoying King Oger as much as uh, we are. Uh, you know, like this video on YouTube, subscribe to the channel if you're not already subscribed. Uh, if you're watch listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, thanks a lot. Give us, you know, your feedback and reviews. And you can also send us feedback in animesecrets.org with, you know, with your thoughts on King Oger, any Sentai that you would like for us to check out. And we'll take that all into consideration. With that said, we'll see you guys next time for our next podcast. But until that time, you guys stay safe. We love you, and may the power protect you.